Welcome in to another edition of the Tepe and Keg Podcast, episode 457. Charlie here, Mitch on the other side of the Zoom, and we have a special guest, Shannon, aka Shaken, is joining us as part of winning the Tabby the Keg Madness Bracket Challenge. Um, he's been on with me before uh, a couple times, uh, promoting events, things like that, but this will be straight sports. Um, he's at Shaken underscore on your socials, uh, Instagram, fa- in Facebook, uh, Twitter. We'll ask him where he's playing after we tell you what's on today's show. But so we have a three-man pod. Excited for it. We're going to talk questions of potential Bucks opponents, things that we're wondering about. Heading in, I have some spicy takes for the boys. I hope that they're ready for them. And then uh, we will also talk about the Milwaukee Brewers start, first impressions. And then what? who are our guys in the NFL draft? Where are we going there? Um, who do we like? And maybe positions as well. We're doing a lot of draft stuff. We're recently getting ramped up for the NFL draft. You guys know we're on social, Tabby the Keg on Twitter, Tabby the Keg Sports on Instagram and TikTok, as well as Facebook, Mitch Ross MKE on Twitter and Instagram as well. All right, Mitch, how you doing? We'll welcome our guests in a second here. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right, you know, hanging right in there. It's more important how you are. I'm okay. I got a little bit of a cold, but that's all right. I was hanging around some people who have kids. Um, definitely picked something up from them um, over the weekend. That's what it is. I tested myself for the cocoa just because Easter's coming around. I'm not a big tester. No cocoa. So that was good. But uh, we're just, we're surviving. Got some day quilt today. We were much better improved. And now we welcome on our special guest, Shannon. Shaycat, what's happening, buddy? What's going on? It wasn't too long. I was uh, I'm back on the show already. So right, this rock, is your third time. Rock chalk shake shayhawk. <laughs> that that was like third third time on the show. Um, this you know you're right there. You're approaching Murph territory. Um, we nearly had you on after the Brooklyn game, um, where yeah. I probably should have. Dr- I was maybe a little too drunk for that podcast. That's okay. Um, it happens. I would have probably not been late on it either. So, but yeah, we have it back on, uh, obviously part of the bracket challenge, as I mentioned in the intro. Um, are you playing anywhere this weekend? Easter weekend, not usually a big weekend for people going out, but if you're out, where, where are you going to be out for the people? Uh, yeah, I'll be at Revel uh, and Bayview on Friday, nothing Saturday. Um, and then I actually am DJing uh, the game on Sunday. So I'll be okay. in like the, hun- the hundred level, the like upper club level um for the game so that's like pre-game and uh until tip off so yeah if you're at the game stop by and say what's up yeah get, get us get our guy into the stadium why don't get get a little extra ticket get you get you into the arena um uh, yeah but- they shared uh they shared like the schedule and i told i mean didn't even think about it but I, now they're booking the deer district djs again so like deer district's gonna be full go oh wow Sunday. awesome yeah, yeah. i I've kind of talked about it a little bit on a few podcasts leading up about how it's going to be different this year. And I don't think people realize it just because of the weather. Like it's, it's like April, like we're, we're probably not going to be able to do the broad house outside. Like I would love to, but let's just be realistic. If it's 50 degrees outside, I don't want to be out with a bunch of dudes smoking six. Um, So I thought about this and I'm like, the upstairs could basically be the downstairs and the ceiling is the roof as Michael Jordan would say. So we'll be fine. I'm not worried about it. And if 
everything goes to shit, then guess what? I'll be outside with the people smoking cigarettes. Maybe pick up a habit. I don't know. Um, and just smoke boons with everybody. What are you going to do? Uh, but we're here to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks and their playoff uh, run. Uh, before we get started, I'll start with Mitch. You know, your thoughts on the three seed, you know, the whole ducky conversations kind of died down now. Um, but where, yeah. where did you land on that early in the week? Well, I'm of course going to defend my team and uh, it, it, it didn't seem like they were ducking. I think that it was more, they locked in the three seed. They made sure they got the three seed more than I, I like, I don't think they're scared of Brooklyn. Um, I think it's, uh, one of those deals where they may they may prefer to play Chicago over Brooklyn. I mean, I think it's, it's no question it's easier, but I don't think they're they're really scared of Brooklyn. Um, I, I guess my thought was regarding the, the the ducking conversation. It was pretty convenient for um, certain Boston fans out there in the national media <laughs> to accuse the the Bucks of ducking when Boston had a perfectly good chance to take us head on uh, no more than three days earlier. And they decided to, well, you know, we'll just sit down our our best player and, and Al Horford and sort of, sort of take the juice out of um, what would have been a, a, I mean, a game of the year type situation where it's just, it it was so, it was like NBA going to NBA and it's my favorite thing, but it's just like, God damn it. Can we just one time, have like a big game. Can we just, can we do it? Can we go through with it? Nope. Can't do it. Nope. Can't have it. Gotta, gotta rest a couple guys down the, like literally this year, if there was ever a year that I can ever remember, you could have had a great last week of the regular season where there's so many, there's so much parody and so much competition, especially in the Eastern conference. <laughs> it's just like, because Brooklyn fucked around all year. Um, you had teams that were probably positioning for, you know, instead of, instead of trying to get the best possible seed, like they should have all year, you know, the last week became a little bit of a dud, but that being said on Sunday with the Bucks playing Cleveland, one of those things where, okay, we're going to rest everybody the last game of the season. It happens all the time. Now they did it. And whether, whether they win, uh, if, if somehow Jordan or and the boys get a victory, okay, fine. We're the two seed. Um, obviously that didn't happen. I was afraid they'd lose by uh, a record setting deficit um, because it was once it dawned on me, like, Oh shit, Cleveland has something to play for. And the bucks obviously do not. And they started that started that game like 16 to two or something. I'm like, Oh boy, mm-hmm. it's going to get really bad. But you know, they made they made some sort of effort and only lost by twenty. But um, yeah, and and that's you know I just think it's convenient that um, Boston had a chance as well a couple well, of days earlier. But the, the other thing too, and, and Chad, I'll let you get in here is like they they might have like two unvac like Al Horford said he's vaccinated, but we don't know about Jalen Brown's vaccine status. And if they were going to drop to Toronto, he couldn't play mm-hmm. in the two games against Toronto. And then you have all that the whole Matisse Thibel thing was really weird. Took one and then was like, yeah, I don't want to take the other, um, yeah. which is unbelievable. Um, so, I am. But Shannon, like we're 
did the Luca thing change any of your opinion on it? Like Luca goes down, he has a calf strain. I don't think he's going to play this whole series. I'd be surprised. Um, honestly, did that like change your opinion at all? Or did you kind of, were you already like, I'm fine with the three seed or did that help like further your opinion of like, this was kind of the right move? Yeah. I mean, it didn't, I mean, injuries are so random. You can't, you know, obviously you can't predict any of that, but I think we got the best draw with outside of, you know, maybe playing Cleveland in a first round that we could ask for. Um, you know, obviously Giannis got hurt in that Atlanta series last year. It's like you can't predict the injuries, but I think it just proves like, you know, you probably should be resting your guys when you when you know you got your your place in the playoff set. I was more surprised that they actually played their guys against Detroit rather than playing them against Cleveland. Like obviously Cleveland has something to play for, but that was a back-to-back, so I was surprised that like all the guys played in, in that game. Uh, versus like maybe sitting them for Detroit and then playing in Cleveland, but that I mean we've we've obviously owned Chicago all year. I think that's the best matchup. I think the travel thing has a big part to do with that, oh, yeah, like not having to you know go a few hours on a, a flight and literally being in Chicago in an hour and a half and being close to home and sleeping in your own bed probably for the most of these um, games. Um, I think that's a huge advantage. Yeah, I actually never thought about that. At the back-to-back thing, I think it was Kevin Gar. No, it was I think it was Dennis Rodman. Weirdly enough, would say that actually like back-to-backs aren't that bad because your body is like warmed up and like that's kind of a misnomer. That like the end of the back-to-back gets tough, but if you're able to just kind of lay a hammer, like it almost just feels like a consistent like you're <laughs> just playing and it doesn't matter. And then it's like that couple days later. So I think that's probably why they played. They just needed to get that three as we talked about. And yeah, yeah, as for that Chicago series, you know, questions that I have heading into that one are really just, are we going to see the Bucks, you know, eight, nine of their lineup, or is it kind of going to be all over the place because it might be a blowout. Like, I guess that would be the start is like, are the Bucks going to actually have the rotation that we're going to see later in the playoffs? Or is that something that's going to kind of develop as the series moves on? And it's all going to be team dependent versus like just these are our eight or nine guys and that's it. With the, uh, with the exception of Lonzo, have the Bucks ever played as currently rostered? Have they played them full strength? Has Levine played the Bucks? Yeah. Yeah, they, sure. Levine's played. I think Levine's played in all three, three out of the four, maybe. Uh, Patrick Williams, aka the supposed Giannis stopper, uh, was yeah. was in the last two, and we beat their ass in both those games. I think actually in that last one, Chris Middleton might. I mean, someone didn't play in that Bulls game, I think, um, for the Bucks, but maybe not. No, I think they were full strength for that. But regardless, like yes, we we have had just a, a rapid amount of success. I do worry about that game one just because game one has been such an issue mm-hmm. for the Milwaukee Bucks throughout. Well, that's, the- that's what I was going to say is, I guess my question is, what are they going to look like after uh, nine days off? Yeah. More or yeah, less. They, I mean, they- and, and if you, if you want to look at history from last year, I mean, yeah, game ones were, were not pretty. I mean, they, they went down. Well, the Miami game, they it's barely eked out. Yeah, and then um, the rest of the playoffs, you know, they were down. I think, yeah, they lost game one to Atlanta too. I was there. Right, um, back and forth, and yeah, Trey Young yeah. gets the shot. And yeah, so I mean, I, I'm curious to see what they look like. I would think they'd be well rested. I think that they've had some injuries 
I guess, you know, nicks and bruises here and there. Um, you know, the, the Giannis knee thing, probably just always going to be there. It's always going to be a thing, just something you always have to keep in the back of your head because of the way he plays. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you'd, you'd rather have and, – and coming off the championship too, the pedigree is there. Uh, I've heard that a few times, so I'm getting a little sick of that. But it's true, though. Like, um, you know, I, I think they, they know what it takes now. And um, I'm just – yeah, that game one – may not may not go well which is why you know a lot of people are are thinking a sweep um i of course will not go there just because it's you know i'm expecting to lose one in chicago it's really hard to sweep teams too it doesn't happen that often um it just doesn't uh it's not something that happens bucks also have a noon start on sunday if they're Mm -hmm. 3-0 I mean, that crowd's going to be absolutely on fire, you know, ready to make sure the Bucks, Bucks don't send them home. And that's what made the heat sweep so impressive last year was they came to Miami and just absolutely yeah. laid the hammer. And then that game four was a war, but Milwaukee, you know, pulls away in the second half. Well, and, they and remember, too, last year we had uh, like 9,000 fans for the yeah. home games, and I was like yeah, – I was like, wow, Miami is Miami has uh, full capacity. I'm like, that's going to be uh, raucous and, and in Miami, and it ended up not mattering. But I was I was genuinely <laughs> terrified about, oh, well, geez, you know, we have, and then naturally Milwaukee decided to to bump up to full capacity, essentially um, coming back, um, but it ended up not not happening. Or maybe maybe they bumped it up game two a little bit. Yeah, game two they they didn't they waited till the Brooklyn series to be fully back. So that like, was like an extra twenty five percent or something. I remember getting an email about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so Mitch mentioned in another group chat, not the one that we're in, about being a lot of Bulls fans being there. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of Bulls fans there. I just think I that. Do. So, I, the the whole thing is yes, there are Bulls fans everywhere. They're a public team because of Jordan. Kenosha has a lot of Bulls fans. It's a carryover from the Cubs fans that we see coming from Kenosha. But I just don't think people are going to be selling their tickets that aren't being sold on StubHub, TickPick, Game Time, whatever. I don't think that those people are going to actually be selling to Bulls fans. I think if you have season tickets, you're going to be there. It's the whole reason you have season tickets is so you can watch playoff basketball. Shannon, oh. if you had to, if you had to handicap, so you, you really are convinced it's going to be like 50-50. I think you're fucking crazy. Uh-huh. Everyone I know that has season tickets has them to sell them. No, dude. Like sometimes, like this, you gotta like. You're always. This is like a classic Mitch. Like it's like this negative bullshit. Like it's not always <laughs> this way. Like what they do, dude. I'm sorry. Not, not in, but not. Yes, corporate. Yes, yeah, some corporation point, shit. Especially, like, especially playoff games. Yeah, there, you shook your head. No, I mean you and you'll be boots on the ground and so we'll know but like i don't know i think it'll be they'll be bulls fans but i think it'll be 70 mm. 30 bucks fans i could see yeah that. i don't think it, i don't think it'll be 50 50 i'm probably like yeah 60 40 70 30 which still isn't crazy uh, i mean i'd love to count how many like faded jordan jerseys you're going to see about like have have an actual jersey from somebody that plays on the team right now the derrick um, rose jersey peeling off right like, right you know, exactly um, but no, I, th- I think the one thing that hurt, not hurts, but I think having the deer district, if the weather's going to be nice, like 
people don't necessarily feel like they have to go to the game and they can be outside in the deer district and still kind of have that feel. So I'm wondering if that has, you know, any effect on, on kind of like home ticket sales, but I mean, the diehards are going to be there. The people that, you know, I think majority of the, this, the season ticket people want to be there at least for the home games. You know, I don't know what it being Easter Sunday, how that's going to affect it. Um, but I think, I, mean, it helps that I, I think it helps it's at night. I think it helps that it's right, at yeah. night. But like, if you look at it, like, so I just pulled up the weather. Sunday, it's going to be a high of 41. That's brutal. East winds too. That's going to be cold as shit outside. Yeah. Then on, on Wednesday, you have PM showers like we're having tonight. 48 degrees. Like, it starts to kind of warm up then that next following weekend, but and which is perfect for the box because then, you know, people can actually go out and maybe brave the weather, but yeah, it's going to look a lot different than it was last year, maybe until the finals, because the finals will be finally, it's like, Oh, it's getting warm out. It's summer. Well, it's like a prelude to summer fest if they get there. And it's going to be a buildup too, just like it was last year. I mean, you're not going to have 65,000 people out there for, no. for the first round. It's, you're just, even if it was 80 degrees and sunny, I mean, you wouldn't have that, but it's just, it's going to be a buildup. And, uh, you know, back to the, the, the fan discussion, I, it's, it's not going to cost them a game. It's not, I'm not that worried about it, but the bottom line is if, if you're in McHenry, Illinois, or uh, some Northern suburb, it's just going to be, it's going to cost you half as much to go to the Pfizer forum and support the Bulls. Yeah. Uh, that would, then it would to go to it. That, that's what it always comes down to. I mean, yeah, some of them are. Some of them may live in Wisconsin. Some of them may be from Kenosha or way down on the border somewhere. But at the end of the day, even if you lived in, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of some some more. I was going to say Wrigleyville, but that's an extreme example. But it's still cheaper to probably go north out of the city than it is to to get to the United Center. Um, so that's probably that's all I'm saying. It, 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 they're, they're looking at that first, you know, and they are trying to get the United a, Center. Like if you're a Bulls fan, you're going to, you have to go to game one or two if you're going to go. Like, I don't think there's a single true basketball fan that thinks like Chicago's going to win this series. You know, like if you're going to go to a game, go to game one or two in Milwaukee, pay a cheaper ticket. But I mean, they're not, I mean, I honestly don't think this goes past five, in no. my opinion. So, no, like, no I, there cannot be a delusional fan that really thinks that, that Chicago is going to win this series. No, I I would say this. The only thing to offer as a counter, as mentioned, it's Easter Sunday. So a lot of people are with their families. A lot of people might not necessarily have that ability to just leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on that, that Wednesday game, also it's at 8.30 at night. So that's a late, like that's a late game if you're going to travel up. I know. Maybe it doesn't matter. Late, maybe. Those late games are weird. Like the Minnesota starting last night at, at 8.30 was so weird to me. Like, and that crowd just, was on fire. Awesome, like They, awesome, they had awesome. a lot of green belt before I added into that one. Um, but, you know, that was a that was a great crowd. I think the Bucks crowds would be good. Um, I guess before we go on to the other teams and kind of go through the bracket a little bit as if the Bucks were to advance, do we worry? Is there one thing like the only real way this thing could go off the rails is there's a major injury. And I don't think I want to put that juju out there. That's, that's really right. it. Right. Um, yeah, pretty much. I don't see, 
you know, I just, yeah, I don't see DeRozan putting together four great games. Mm-hmm. I don't see Zach Levine putting together four great games. Definitely don't see Vucevic putting together four great games. Could be a bad um, Vucevic, like for like Vucevic could get traded as a consequence of this. Like could get real ugly for Vucevic. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I don't, I'll Patrick Williams. I have to see him do a little bit more to be honest to, uh, to really yeah, he's be just, afraid of him. He's just raw. Like I think Patrick Williams in two years is going to be great, but I don't think Patrick Williams right now is ready to be a consistent rotational player. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Shannon's earlier point about Bucks and five. I I will probably go that way too, just as we use the logic of it's hard to sweep. Also take into consideration like that th- game three is also going to be 7.30 Friday night in Chicago, first playoff game in the UC since I think 2017. So like five, like that's going to be electric. Um, and hopefully they spend more energy doing other things than booing Grayson Allen. Um, because like, well, I got well, n- nothing, nothing will be better than Grace Allen hitting like a game winning three in Chicago. Um, I that would and he had a he had a huge game against um, yeah. like a week ago, two weeks ago, two weeks ago. Yeah, he played really well in that game, uh, in Chicago. So it seemed like he was a lot more comfortable the second time around. Don't know if it was just maybe Coach K reached out, something like that, but he he felt good being the villain in that moment. So if we move into the second part of the bracket in terms of questions about either Brooklyn or Boston, we don't necessarily need to break down the series, just the opponents. I think we, I think we'll start with Boston. It really comes down to is how significant is Robert Williams? Is Robert Williams very significant or is Robert Williams a guy who we think the Bucs could maybe take advantage of? Um, I mean, I certainly agreed that he's the, the X factor for them. Um, there again, that's why I wish I, I could have seen them at more full strength the other day where I, I would have had a better feel for – because, you know, with Boston, I don't think there's any way Derek White shoots that well in the playoffs yeah. against you as he did last Thursday. Probably not Marcus Smart either. I know he's been, been much better this season, um, this half a season, whatever. You know, he's been a lot better. But, you know, some of these guys I don't see – I don't see shooting that well. And Robert Williams, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's been so long since I've seen him play against, but he's clearly, well, I don't know. I guess they haven't really missed him a ton, right? I mean, he missed, what, a month probably? Yeah. And they didn't really slow down. No. So, I don't know. I think he's like an energy player that certainly isn't going to kill you to have out there. But, um, I don't know. The Bucks still have them beat in the size department. I mean, yes. You probably won't even see Serge Ibaka, and but you got him in the garage, and um, and that's another question about the rotations. I mean, I think you asked earlier about the rotations. I don't know if we ever touched on that, but that's okay. Um, I'm, I'm guessing that it'll be a very a rather large rotation in the first round. Um, he's not going to go away from George Hill unless forced to. We all um, shake our head. <laughs> well, no, seriously, because it's just it's uh, it. At some point, they're gonna put Javon Carter in a game where they need scoring or they need a, a defensive spark plug, and Javon Carter is gonna hit three threes from a corner and change a game, and we're all gonna be ripping. Game. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We're all <laughs> gonna be ripping our hair out, being like, "Okay, Javon Carter game. This should have been fucking 
two two series ago. But yeah, I the Ibaka thing. I mean, Chin, you've been on Boston for a while. Like you texted us and we're like, hey, what about Boston? And we were all like, yeah, no, nah, fuck off. Like we're we're not believing. Like we're the same old Celtics. Like, but no, they uh they're they have been legit. And and I know Williams is a kind of a concern for you. Well, that the game, uh, it was when they blew out Philly in Philly and they hit like yeah. 25 threes or something like that. And obviously, like, that's what kills the Bucks. It just seems I can can shoot threes. And I think the the Williams-Tice is interesting because Tice stretches you out and can shoot where Robert Williams is not that guy. But, like, your pick and roll with Robert Williams is going to be at the basket where he's going to catch a lob and can do it. Like, Tice will catch one, but he'll come down with it and then go up. But – Tice can't shoot. You know, I think that's why they've been able to kind of be successful without him is because he knows the system. He's, you know, pretty versatile as a big guy. Um, but I mean, if, if they shoot well, they, I mean, they can beat anybody. And that's, that's what I, you know, when we talked at one time, like Grant Williams is shooting and, you know, Derek White, and like, if these guys are hitting threes, they're going to be tough to beat. And I think that's what will, will pose the biggest problem for the Bucks. Um, I I still think Brooklyn wins that series. Oh, um, oh, wow. Yeah, okay. uh, I, just, I hope so. I haven't seen like, I mean, I, you have to, I haven't seen Tatum and, and Brown do it, you know, to get like win a meaningful, like, you know, big time series in my opinion, where uh, it's like, are you going to break that, that, that duo up if they don't make it past Brooklyn? I don't know, but well, they seem so. I guess about twenty twenty eighteen or whatever. They they talk. Yeah, I mean they've had some moments, but it's been. I mean, they had the bubble year where they got, but the bubble is kind of as a lot of people think right. is Mickey Mouse. <laughs> they were they were like in the beginning stages of their, as Mitch mentioned, twenty eighteen, but there was a lot more there. There was Isaiah Thomas. There was you know they weren't the focal point. Um, right. I just I think. I, we could talk about Brooklyn. Uh, I I do think like the Nets, to me, don't pose as big of a threat as the Celtics if the Bucks were to play the Nets in the second round. Bucks would get home court. <laughs> yes, it's Kyrie. Yes, it's KD. But we saw what happened to Kyrie in the fourth quarter in overtime with Drew Holiday on him. Drew Holiday is the best wing defender in basketball. I realize nobody cares. I realize it's Marcus Smart. I realize it's Mikhail Bridges. But also those two guys campaigned like they were running for fucking office. So that's part of the reason why both of them are getting the credit now and the love, quote unquote. But Kyrie will be in the torture chamber with Drew Holiday. And yeah, Kevin Durant's going to get his. But as long as you don't get by Bruce Brown, Andre Drummond, um, Bucks can win that series in five, honestly. Um, I, I actually have a lot of confidence in them against Brooklyn. The other thing about Brooklyn though, is like, you can pretty much let, let Durant and Irving go off yeah. and you'll, you could still win the game. I mean, you saw, they had that loss to Atlanta like two weeks ago, um, or a week and a half ago, which was, you know, they had, I think Durant had 55 and Kyrie had like 30 or something. And they, they still lost, like, they gave up 130 points and lost, and nobody else did anything. Bruce Brown, yeah, he's having, he's averaging 15 points a game this year because he's literally wide open all the time. Right. right. I mean, he's uh, – Playing for a contract, too. A uh, little Bill Hall situation there for Bruce Brown. Um, someone will probably overpay him, which will be a mistake, but, you know, it's life. Happens in the NBA all the time. But, yeah, I – 
I don't know, uh, Shannon with Brooklyn. Do you do you worry? Uh, I guess if Brooklyn beats Boston, do you worry more about that as a second round matchup versus playing Boston? So I think what's interesting too is like obviously this first round is going to give them a little bit of buffer. Both the teams where I don't know if Robert Williams will play in that first series. Right. By the Bucks, if we you know if we play them in this in the second round, he's probably going to be back. And obviously Brooklyn has been talking and Ben Simmons is posting on Instagram and he might be back. I think if, I think he'd be like, you know, poetic for him to be like, I'm coming back for the buck series. And I don't know if that's a good thing for them because they've never, you know, they've never fucking played with them. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You like want him, You want him back in the biggest series. You're going to play all playoffs. Like, yeah. And, know, and, and here's the thing. Here's what I'd wonder about them is Nash is, is Nash a good coach? I, I don't think so. Like, I think M.A. Udoka is a good coach. Like, I, I think from a coaching perspective, too. Udoka versus Bud makes me a little more nervous than uh, Nash versus Bud. Like, I think Bud I'm has su- it. I'm surprised Udoka's not getting more love for Coach of the Year, but that's just me. The guy was like, I agree. Eastern Conference is a better conference. Monty Williams had basically the same fucking team that he did last year. Taylor Jenkins deserves a lot of love, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Mitch, you gave me a little look. So do you think Nash is mm-hmm. a better – would you take Nash over Bud in a series? No, no. I just uh, – I'm I trying to think what I gave you that look for. I said Udoka, Bud, it was a little closer. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. I mean, I still would take Coach Bud over either one of those guys. Probably. I mean, the There's Spolstra and Nick Nurse are better better than Bud, but other than that, it's it's not. Um, I don't know. I guess Udoka like, has narrowed the gap. Um, he doesn't have a playoff experience, had, though. Right. He had a pretty rough start to the year. Um, just an interesting arc to the season where he was calling guys out left and right and um, <laughs> ended up working, which is interesting. But, um, you know. Not, not my thing. The coach of the year thing is tough too. It's kind of like MVP, where there's just there's just four or five guys that you could seemingly that you could make a pretty good argument for. Um, but yeah, you know, so, we'll, see, we'll see who it is. So if the Bucks were to advance, you mentioned coach. You mentioned Coach Spolstra. You mentioned the Miami Heat. It would likely be the Miami Heat, maybe the Toronto Raptors, maybe the Philadelphia 76ers. I want to get in a Sixers question first. What would you put like if you had to go like five to one, 10 to one, 20 to one, 50 to one, Bucks, Sixers, Easter Conference Finals? Where would you handicap that? Me? Hey, either one. It's for the group. So uh, that's, that's odd, you're saying, right? So yeah, I'm saying like yeah, how some, real, I guess like you don't have to give me an actual number. You'd be like, how realistic or unrealistic do you think it's going to be? that the Sixers somehow figure it all out and they're in the Easter Conference Finals? Uh, I don't find that very realistic at all. I, I think agree. they're losing in the first round. And if and if not, I mean, there's no way they're getting by Miami. I just, Miami? It, to, 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 to trust um, Doc Rivers, James Harden. Top 15 uh, Doc. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matisse Dybul, who won't be able to play. Won't and, be able to play at least three games of that series. Right. Um, Cause I, I do think Toronto's going to beat them. Um, now I don't gamble and all that stuff, but 
you know, I, I would probably, I'd maybe overthink that if I did have some money on that series, but I definitely think the Raptors are probably going to win that series in six. Not going to be a sweep. Might be seven. Again, that'd be great for the, those Philly fans. I would hate to see that. I'm losing seven again in the, to Toronto. Uh, but that would be, hey, let's say it did happen. I mean, that would be a fun series. It'd be unbelievable Bucks, because if Bucks Giannis. The Sixers would be, I mean, Gian- that would be, you want to talk about blood pressure and oh, um, yeah. stress. and Narratives. Giannis Embiid. Oh, official. my God. We it finally be, get that matchup. Giannis Embiid stuff, man. Shan, what do you think? Do you think there's any chance we get Philly, Philly, Milwaukee? I, I don't. Uh, I'm not as high on Miami. Uh, but I mean, like, Embiid might average 40 in the playoffs, but I, it's all going to come down to Harden. Like, they have nobody else that can carry the load. So it's kind of like the Bucks with Durant, like, you, or Durant and Kyrie. Like, you let those guys get theirs and, you know, you shut everybody else off. Like, Tobias Harris has been better, but, like, between him and Harden, like, are those guys really going to carry you to an Easter Conference Finals? Like, Embiid will get his because he gets fucking 20 free throws a game. Yep. And the rest of the team, you, you got to count on those guys. I can't, you know, they have nobody else outside. That. And their defense is awful. Right. And Niang, like, how can you trust any of their guys? Like, this is part of the, your, your worries with the Heat are kind of my same worries with the Heat is, like, how can you trust any of their role guys. How can you trust a guy like Gorgeous Yang, who's not really ever done it? Danny Green runs more hot and cold than most women in the city of Milwaukee. Um, and, and But that's the same with the Heat. Like, I'm supposed to trust Max Struess in a playoff game? In a game four, that motherfucker's right. going to actually hit shots? Uh, Gabe Vincent's going to have a moment? We're going to have a Gabe Vincent game? Yeah. Like, what, like, it was so It was so weird watching, like, the collapse of Miami last year in the, in the first round. Yeah. Like Jimmy Butler just absolutely, you know, regard, I mean, just like he he was awful. And it was like, he forgot how to play basketball. It was so weird to watch that game, like watch his games where he would get stuck, like going into the paint and would just try to find places to pass. He wouldn't shoot. Um, I mean, Drew's, if if that happened, like Drew's going to lock down Kyle Lowry, like that team's not really that different from last year. Like they don't, Honestly, Miami doesn't really scare me either. Um, I know kind of the way they play, but they Kyle Lowry does not scare me. Jimmy Butler last year was irrelevant. Bam, obviously, is, is probably, the, you know, I think the best player they have. And then you're asking Tyler Hero to be, like, the guy down the stretch and and, and be that guy in big moments. And he's done the it other, here and there, but, yeah. like, the bubble again. The, the other yeah, crazy thing is the other crazy thing is like couldn't the Hawks like push them to six or seven? Like the Hawks obviously mm-hmm. have to beat Cleveland on Friday, I, but they yeah. they're smoking the Charlotte Hornets Detroit tonight. Um yeah. and like Atlanta, they the Heat do not want to see the Hawks because there's not really a matchup for Trey Young on that Heat team. Yeah. Like Lowry can't keep up with Trey Young for an entire game. Lowry can keep up for him for maybe a, a quarter. Hero can't guard a fucking cold. Um, nope. so Duncan Robinson can't guard anybody. I guess maybe Gabe Vincent would be that guy. But who guards Trey Young for a full for a full full 40 minutes? Like could be a real problem. Now John Collins is hurt, so Bam probably eats in the paint, but 
still Clinton Capella. Like, yep. I, I don't, I'm not saying the Hawks could beat the Heat, but I could definitely see that being a six or seven game series if the Hawks were to get there. The Hawks have some, like, I mean, I was, I was a little nervous about that series last year. Obviously, there was no Daniel Hunter, but they have guys like Okongwu has always played Giannis really yep. well. Like, he can be kind of a, a nice supplement for, um, for Capella. Like, John Collins, that hurts. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, Okongwu was a but, great point. Yeah. Like, you got Daniel Hunter, you got Gallinari, you got obviously um, Bogey, we don't have to talk about, but like they got guys, like guys that can score. I think it's it's just a matter of is the Heat's defense going to prevail over them scoring? I think Trey averages 30 in that that series because there's no way Kyle Lowry stays with them, but it's is it Bam and Jimmy and Tyler and, and can, they, can they score enough to keep up with them and shut down Atlanta offensively enough? Yeah. And I guess that to kind of wrap it up, then I don't know, Mitch, if you had any thoughts, and I'll, I'll cer- certainly allow defer to you. But no matter who they play in the Eastern Conference Finals, they're probably going to be beat up. And I know we didn't really talk about Toronto, and maybe that's because we don't want to face Toronto. And Toronto is a little bit of the big bad wolf because of Nick Nurse. He might be this generation's pop. I'm not ready to say that yet, but it's you. If it was Toronto, Milwaukee, I don't think any of us feel good, right? Like <laughs> we we don't. It's hard. Uh, no, there's no. no I, I would. I'll there's tell no you right now. I w- Sorry, I was going to say there's no unvaccinated, right? No, they're fully vaccinated, as far as we know. Yeah. No, yeah, they they know. announced that they're fully vaccinated. They did like a whole story, okay. so everybody would play. But still, man, that that Toronto. They're not full capacity though either. Uh, I yeah, think. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, but... they are. Yeah, they are. They are again. Full capacity? Okay, okay. I believe so, yeah. I mean, as of the last month or so, I think, I, I don't know. I I just, I happen to have seen a couple of highlights and stuff. It looked pretty damn full to me, so. I guess, yeah, um, that late close enough. That game was packed, that's right. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like every team has probably announced that everybody was fully vaccinated, but until, until you know, the shit hits the fan. I guess we won't know. Um, yeah. I, I don't. I don't have any reason to believe that anyone isn't on the Bucks. But I'm just saying. Um, I, but putting that aside, I, that's f- honestly the least of my concerns with Toronto. I mean, um, where do you start? No, I mean, yeah. It's it basically comes down to how's the game going to be refed because Toronto loves to be yeah. honest. And if the game is refed like it should be, because I'll tell you right now. The NBA will not want Toronto in the NBA Finals. Toronto does jack shit for ratings. They don't get all the ratings of Canada. They would prefer Milwaukee to be there over Toronto. Giannis back-to-back, maybe Milwaukee-Phoenix again. Trust me when I say this, that I do not think they would have let Toronto do what Toronto does typically, um, and get away with all their chintzy bullshit. I, I think that's hilarious that we're <laughs> we're going to conspiracy. <laughs> no, I'm just Already. look, man. Uh, I'm just saying. You're, I mean, you're right. You're right. You're right. Scott, that, we'll bring out just... the uh, Scott Foster and Malloy crew that was running the uh, the game last night. We'll we'll just run it back. Uh, the other thing too to note, I do think whoever plays the Bucks, if the Bucks get to the Eastern Conference Finals, they're going to be beat to absolute shit. Like Philly, Toronto mm-hmm. is going to be a war. Toronto versus Miami or Philly versus Miami going to be a war. Like 
there's a real chance that a team's going to come in kind of battered and bruised and the Bucks come in there and just sort of take advantage of that, especially early on in the series. Um, and we'll, I, that's something that I'll be really watching closely um, as we kind of continue on this dance. Also, too, just as an aside, and this we'll talk Brewers and Draft and we'll get going here. Um, the, the other difference from last year, I have a lot of shit going on during the NBA playoffs. Like last year, I think I, I don't think I missed the game. Because, like, nobody was doing anything. We were still just heading right back to COVID. But, like, I'm going to probably be in Mexico for, like, the entire second round. Um, I'm there for a week. Um, that's not looking good. I have a wedding. One, I have two weddings in during the playoffs. Shout out to my guy, Kappen. Um, Be a great wedding. I feel like if you're the retro daddy, you have the signature. Like, we got to have a big screen of the box if they're playing. But that's – I'll talk to him about that later. Um, he listened, so he'll. I'll get feedback yeah. immediately on that. They may, him. And then I have a and then I have a a wedding in South Carolina if they go to the finals. But the Friday game is 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 they play on Friday, not Saturday, so I'm okay. I'll just have to drag my wife to a bar in South Carolina to watch the game, which whatever. It's good. It's gonna be at nine. It'll be fine. She's yelling. At me. <laughs> That Eastern time after, zone. after bedtime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but I don't know about you. You guys have the same thing where you're like, oh, I want this, I have that, you know, or are you, are you guys like clear in the clear until, till finals time? Yeah, I don't have I mean, much nothing, nothing major. Yeah, I just have I, a, a kid, you know, so <laughs> kind of going to deal yeah. with that. Uh, but no, I mean, I, Sunday, luckily I have, uh, have free to, to DJ the the game itself. But yeah, it's gonna be kind of a random assortment, especially in a second round, not knowing exactly when those games might be. But yeah, it's, it's it always it's never it's never a dull moment here. But moving on to baseball, Brewers are trying their best to blow a lead here as we finish up. They were up two nothing. Corbin did. Is, they did. They're down three to two. Oh it's two to two. Uh no, no. Two. Okay. Two. As we take. So we will uh, hopefully the Brewers cannot get uh, lose two series to the uh, Orioles and the Cubs. That'd be a bad way to start the season. Uh, Mitch, how are you feeling so far about the Brewers? Do you feel better? Feel worse? Like where where are you at with the Brewers? So early, um, I've seen better starts to seasons. Yep. I, like it's it's different because like the Brewers first time in a while have like legitimate expectations like legitimate like um a hundred win or close expectations at least that's where I had them um potentially making to the world series I know that's that's a kind of a big leap for Milwaukee but um and like the other thing too is like I think uh, I'm going to steal this take from Bart Winkler. I heard it the other day and I thought it was interesting is that like everyone's very upset with the Brewers right now. And I think a lot of that is because like it's the beginning of the season. They haven't started well and they're going to have other stretches like this, but because, you know, all these games are during the day uh, over the weekend, everybody's watching and like expecting them out of the gates and they haven't um i think 
some concerns are perhaps valid because a lot of ways, you know, the, the, the lineup, you know, I mean, I know Yelich has had a couple of decent games. Um, oh, dude, Yelich is so, hitting the ball great. Like, easy on the Yelich oh, slander. Is he? Yeah, he has, like, one of the best hard hit rates for all the entire Brewers. Like, he's hitting the shit out of the baseball. Um, and oh, I don't know. What's the team average, team batting average? What's the, I mean, I, mean, I, I mean, you could pull up a lot of things, but there's, there's a, there's a classic, uh, uh, what do you comparison well, that I'm not going to make in the year 2022 for having okay. the hardest hit rate on the, on the Milwaukee Brewers, um, <laughs> at this point, because the offense is, is it, the offense was always going to be the, um, and, but frankly, the pitching hasn't been great either so far. No. Yeah, so the I mean, walks is the walks is like three point three point attempts against the Bucks. It's just an absolute. You're either gonna. I, I do expect the pitching staff to figure it out. They're too good, but to have what well, they have seventeen walks in like the first four games or something from like the starting pitchers, it's like oh my god. The Cubs did a really good job of just waiting them out the entire series. It was crazy. Um, that's a lot of it. I mean, Woodruff was god. I don't know how did he pitch tonight. I was no, he'll pitch. He'll, he'll pitch tomorrow in uh, at at opening day. Um, so he will get the ball in front of the AmFam crowd. Shannon, where are you like Brewers fan wise? Like, are you like every game, kind of every now and again? I one time I remember we've known each other for a long time. For those who don't know, probably do. But we we sat in a suite together. Big we were big Greg Vaughn guys back in the day. Um, yeah. County Stadium. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, that's my favorite player still to this day. I mean, yeah, <laughs> good reason. Why not? Um, but how, like, do you check in, or are you kind of like, I'll see you in like June once the Bucks are over? No, no, I've always, I've always kind of stayed close to him. I, I don't get a chance to watch every single game, um, admittedly, but I mean, I absolutely still keep track of him. Like every game this year, I've. You know, follow them. I have them on my favorites on my phone, so it's not like I don't pay attention. It's unfortunately I don't get to watch them live uh, a lot, which is you know you get feel a little bit disconnected. But, we, yeah, I mean um, that's the ball that's the ballet thing though. I mean I think right. I think you're not alone in that. Like I know a friend's boyfriend who's it's like a diehard. It's frustrating. Yeah, and the nice thing about well, baseball is getting better at it, but the weird thing is like baseball is not necessarily doing like the channels you'd expect them to like they're doing deals with peacock they're doing deals with apple tv it's like how many people actually like the brewers are not either but it's like how many people have that and like maybe an occasional espn plus game but then you're blacked out if you're in the city so it doesn't matter um mlb tv or mlb network people have to have youtube tv but like it's it's not that easy yeah you gotta we gotta get you that valley login um we could yeah. work on that um but well the the one thing too is like I think, like you guys had a pod maybe last week. You're talking about you know who had the most approved, and I think Mitch mentioned Devin Williams who gave up the, the two runs tonight. Like all eyes are on that guy. Like you have such a sour like outlook on on him as of what happened last year and the run that the Brewers you know could have went on without him. Um, so he's got. I mean, he's got a lot of pressure. Like Burns played you know pitch really well tonight. It looks like. Um, but like the hitting is just what's, I mean, two, two runs against the Orioles is like, we got to, and he didn't score the other in the first game, like, yeah, hit it, hit has got to be there. And 
I, I'm excited uh, of what McCunch can do. He's looked really good. Um, Renfro's hopefully picks it up. Um, came in with a lot of momentum, but yeah, it's like he's like Mitch said, it's early. How many times do we hear like a month go by and you know it's a, you know eighteen and three or it's fifteen and complete, five? You know, so like, like I completely forgot that the Brewers were twenty five and twenty five last year. Like mm. they were until they five. got until they got Adamus, they were right. They were just mediocre. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we were not. If you pull back our April May podcast last year, we were like, "Oh, who cares about the Brewers?" The one nice thing. So there's two things. I think right now, because the Bucks playoff haven't started, this is the only thing people have on, so they are focused on it. But once Bucks playoffs start, no one's really gonna care about it here in like the Southeast corridor. I think you do have some of the Packer fans who are also Brewer fans, and that sort of that Packer fandom bleeds in a little bit. And you get that overreaction from the fan base um, and especially with the expectation, because a lot of the commentary feels a lot like Packer fans, if they were to start one and two or they were to start two and three, um, that sort of is how I think that it's, it feels right now. I know I do the reviews, whatever. And I say, ah, oh, it's every game's important and it is, but yes, it is early. Um, but now it's like, if you do, Hopefully they win this game, but if they don't win this game, then you gotta find you gotta find wins against good teams later on in the year. Um, whether that's finding wins against the Dodgers, the Madres, Nationals, not the Nationals, the Mets, the Phillies. Like if you get some of those wins back, great. But if you don't, like you're gonna look back on this this and be like, we shouldn't have lost those games. Just like you know, the and it's different because of the longer season. But, like, the Bills, right? The Bills would have been at home if they beat the fucking Jaguars. That's all they had to do. So, it's like, it, you know, Brewers could end up Every being, game matters. Oh, totally. Brewers could end up having 95 wins, but the Dodgers have 96. And so, they get to play at home in the uh, in the f- second round or third round of the playoffs. So, we'll see. I think the expectation you part that fucked Mitch, up. Mitch, no, I was just up? saying that the, the expectation thing that Mitch mentioned about I mean, in our lifetime, at least that I can remember, like have, if the Brewers come in, like what would they rank fourth? Like overall, yeah. it comes no. like in our lifetime, have they ever had that high of a, you know, an expectation? So I think that has something to do with it too. Like, so early, what are we six games in? Like, yeah, yeah, so we're, we're we're early. Mitch, what did I screw up on? Well, no, especially you were talking about the the one game thing, and it's you're just going to be thinking about how you fucked up. Oh yeah, uh, that is Baltimore. But they also like. I feel like a lot of years recently, the Brewers have had a top April, a lot of yep. St. Louis, a lot of that. But like this year, it's fucking Baltimore. Uh, a couple series of the Pirates. Right. Um, like <laughs> by the end of April, you should be comfortably above 500. Now we'll see if that actually happens with um, the shaky start, but. Um, you know, you'd like to have, I don't know. And, and, and maybe, you know, you don't want to be 20 games above 500 by, because of what happened last year where you just, you took your foot off the, took your foot off the gas in September and it cost you. So um, maybe we'll see. Now the Brewers are about to take the year. So there we go. Mitch's stream, (laughs) Mitch's stream was ahead of me. I had the game. I, I put it on my phone as Sorry. I as I well, that's okay. It's all right. You used to be, when when I do play by play. No, no, no. But you used to 
well, first of all, he used to be a respect the stream guy um, because when I'd cable, <laughs> I'd be going nuts about a Bucks game or a Brewers game. And Mitch would text us like, respect my stream. Uh, like the asshole he is. And now I don't get the same respect, Shannon. So that's, it's kind of where it goes. I, I mean, I have, I have Hulu live. The so like all the games that are behind. <clears throat> What's that, Hulu Mitch? Live, huh? I, I said, that was in the old. So that was complete. Yeah. Or it yeah. was like four minutes behind, choppy, um, oh, grainy, buffering all the time. I mean, I sports that now. That's your heart. Good. Yeah, it's. I mean, yes. That those days were like watching the Spice Channel, um, like kind of jumbled up. And if you you see a yeah, tip, like you you get it there. <laughs> Shannon's like, I have family members that are gonna be listening to this. Can you just stop? Uh, yeah, I had HBO when I was in high school too, man. <laughs> oh yeah, cool. the, 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 who can forget? Ooh, you fancy? <laughs> who can forget the uh, the HBO the cab confessions or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> Tax cab confessions always played because you just have these weirdos that are like you're just like why why would you even admit this shit you're like your face is shown like must man. be nice because I, I probably need a new glasses subscription and people are wondering why. all my, my my childhood with the with the, the spice channel ninety six <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're a last I think that's what it was oh it was like that and then. Spice was 96, Playboy was 95. Um, it's good times. Um, but moving on to other things, um, because we have the NFL draft coming up. Been doing the draft manifesto. Um, hope you guys have checked that out. We got two more coming next week. Shannon, I know you're a big draft guy. Do you have do you have your guys? Do you have like two or three guys where you're like, I will stand on a table for these dudes, no matter what, whether it's first round, second round, even day three if you want. Like, are there guys where you're like, yes, this is a guy, like, I want to be a Packer? Um, I think there's a couple of receivers. Um, I think, I mean, Olave has been a name that's been thrown around so much. I think just if you think about Devontae and, like, what a tactician he is running routes, like, Olave comes in and has kind of that same pedigree. Um, I know it took Devontae time to, to, to kind of get to where he was, but – I mean, everybody raves about Olave's route running, so I'm, I'm high on him. Um, another name that I think you guys in your draft manifesto weren't high on was Traylon Burks, the, uh, the guy out of yeah. Arkansas. Like, pretty raw, like, athletically, but, like, breaks, tackles, catch point is insane. Um, I, I thought of – I listened to another podcast, and I thought it was an interesting question that they brought up was that just given the timeline that we – think we know about Rodgers and what you know let's just say we have a year for sure um like should that change the way the Packers draft for example are we going to take a shot on Jameson Williams who might not see the field until November December as he's rehabbing um or are we going to take a guy that's ready to play day one I, I think that was like really interesting because what if you know what if you only got one year and obviously Jameson Williams is another guy that I'm, I'm really high on um, but if he's not going to play until, you know, eight games, you know, however many games through the season and you only have Rodgers for one more year, does that, you know, does that make sense? But I think it was, I thought it was an interesting question and I, I would throw it back to you guys if, if you guys have an opinion on that, but Jamison, I'm high on, I don't think he makes it to us at 22. Yeah. I've seen so many, I've seen so many mock drafts, um, with 
like Garrett Wilson being pretty much the first guy off the board as a receiver. Um, I know Nakobe Dean has been we've we little talked about that offline. I don't think he makes it to us. I would love to have him in green and gold. I think he'd be incredible. Uh, I just don't think he makes it to us. Um, I'm high on Olave. I'm high on Jamison Williams. Um, Burks I like because he's a big guy, but um, still I think just still pretty raw as, as a route runner. Um, but those are kind of the guys, at least in the first round. I haven't dove too much into like the second and third round guys, but uh, they have to come away, in my opinion. Well, they, they, that's such a – I mean, everybody talks about like you have to come away with a first round guy. They don't because of how deep – this wide receiver class is, but if you got, if you have weapons that are there, if Olave's there, if Williams is there at 22, I think you got to take them. Um, yeah. If they don't, but I, if they don't, if I, they don't draft the receiver Thursday night, like I have to get on the podcast and it's like full spin zone Chuck. Like it is a big time, like carrying the water, like, and I will, cause I'll be like, they're going to draft receivers. Like I, I will say to your question about Rogers, I completely agree with that. They are going to change their philosophy a little bit and get plug and play guys. I yeah. agree with some people who are pushing back on the idea that Christian Watson's raw. It's like, are we sure he's raw? Or is it just that he played at a small school, didn't play for right. a year? Like, is that nobody really... had eyes on him like that? Right. Really? Exactly. Exactly. And so I, I think that there is some of that. Um, like for me, my guys, um, and I'll just name guys you have mentioned. I like, except for Burks. I, I, I wavered with Burks. Murph wasn't as high in Burks. Burks for me is kind of a Alec Pierce, the next Jordy Nelson. I mean, the guy looks like Jordy Nelson, feels like Jordy Nelson. He's fucking Jordy Nelson. He should just be eighty-seven. All right, like there's a lot to like. Like besides, like just the similarities. Like he just feels like a Packer. Um, there's just a lot there that you like, and he tore up Notre Dame, which was probably the best opponent that they faced all year. So I've really started to make, like, Alec, Alec, Alec Pierce one of my guys. I love Travis Jones, the big D tackle uh, from UConn. I think that that could be a guy you could absolutely wreck shit with. I would I would really, really love to see that. I was going to try to do something. Oh, I, would, I know my third guy who we talked about on Manifesto yesterday, so I won't waste too much time, is Bernard Raymond. Uh, the kid from central Michigan. I mm. just, he's a big dude. Um, there were some people today who were kind of saying that maybe the Packers are going to look more in the third, fifth, fourth, fifth round for linemen and not necessarily rounds one and two, but who knows? Um, I think it'll just be best available and, and positions of need. So I'm not ready to just be like, all right, they're not going to draft a lineman, even though they didn't bring in Raymond for a visit. <laughs> they went to his pro day has to at least matter a little bit. Well, it's all like, also, like with Elton Jenkins, like it made me a little worrisome the way that Bakhtiari's injury was handled this year. Right. Like, you know, hoping that, you know, uh, the timeline is not the same for Elton Jenkins. Obviously, they know more than us. So it'll be interesting to see where they go in a draft with that. Might give you a little insight into, you know, the timeline on, on Jenkins there. But it's, if it weren't for the injury, then, you know, that, then it's a moot point. But, um, yeah, they have to go offensive lineman. They have to go receiver. Um, I, I know Murph mentioned of moving up to Kyle Hamilton. I don't, I don't think that guy makes it past like six or seven. I think Kuiper had him. Kuiper had him as like his top ranked guy in his. Murph, in his draft Murph does this week. every year though. Like you're not, you're new to the Murph draft boards. 
Murph has, he tells the story. He's, he'll write for the first, we'll have like the first written thing on my website for like four months on when Murph writes. And he he talks about how like he wanted Eric Berry so bad. And so it's now became the Eric Berry Memorial uh-huh. pick where, so it's like this whole story and like was convinced they should trade up for it. He might've wrote that on like Chuck's Corner or something like early, early shit. But yeah. Mitch, I know you're not a draft guy. That's why we don't include you on our manifestos. Um, but do you have any favorites? Do you have any positions where you're like, hey, that's where the Packers should invest? Like, where are you kind of in, you know, two weeks out from from the draft? Obviously, wide receiver. No question. It, it, I, I have joked, half joked recently that um, you can't go into the season with your, your, best, uh, your best receiver. Uh, blocking tight end being my city Lewis um, have that. So got to be a receiver. The thing about like, there's so many receivers and mm-hmm. oh, Charlie, and it's pretty obvious that if the Packers come away with one at 22 or 28 or somewhere sometime on Thursday night, uh, the pitchforks and they're uh, going to come out at 65, yep. I think. Um, Names and I guess probably talked into um, Jameson Williams would be nice if, if he fell because of injury concerns. I, I would certainly, however, I mean, you got to think about is Aaron Rodgers okay with that? You know, having a guy who's right. might, not, might not play till week or maybe later. Um, so that makes me think then, do you maybe take another? Immediately after, I think Johnson might be interesting. Just as a guy who can also return to punt, that has been that was a, a much maligned issue a year ago. Um, I think Jordan Davis. However, you're having you're looking at probably certainly trading up for him. I don't think falling mm-hmm. past fifteen. I don't know if I want to trade for trade up for a guy who can't maintain his weight at 340. That worries the shit out of me. That that big brisket has to be like 360 during during the regular season. Um, that scares me. He was in the best shape of his life at the combine and tore up the combine. They unless the Packers were like convinced um, that they could basically get this guy in shape and that they had a plan for him and that he would stick to the plan. Great. Um, I'm all in. Um, but if they don't feel confident in their nutri- health and nutrition, then I'm then I'm okay with Jordan Davis not being part of the Green Bay Packers. Because yeah, I think there's a boom bust potential that is probably the largest of anyone I think in the draft besides the quarterbacks. If there's a guy, otherwise, if, go ahead, Mitch. I would say as edge rusher. Um, yep. There's a is up there higher than where the Packers pick. I mean, the Packers have a ton of, I guess, options. You know, I mean, in the first round, um, trade back. Yeah, well, I was going to say, is there a guy, Charlie and or Mitch, that you, let's say 15, there's a guy that's not off the board at 15, would you trade up? To get like, is there a guy that if they're there at fifteen that you would want the Packers to trade up for? Davis. 
Yeah, I, I think I think if you really are convinced Olave is not going to be there, and if Olave is your guy, do you trade up for Olave? Um, the real question would be is do you trade if like the smoke around like Terry McLaurin's real, and if you could get Terry McLaurin for your twenty second pick and maybe a third round pick, I think you do that. I I and then you could potentially take that twenty eighth pick. This would really drive Packer fans crazy. Take that twenty eighth pick. Traded to a team who needs a quarterback. Who's like, all right, Desmond Ritter's still Good here. Job, Sam Howell's still here. Trade down into the second round, and then you have just a ton of picks day two and day three, and make your roster. And you still could probably get a pretty good receiver in that day two. It would drive people crazy, but I think they'd be pretty stoked with Terry McLaurin, and I would be pretty stoked with Terry. I love Terry McLaurin. I think Terry yeah. McLaurin is a unbelievable wide receiver, um, and it just seems to be like. Some people are convinced that there's going to be movement on wide receivers before the draft and that are actually playing. We'll see if it's true or not. Um, well, we got, we got a two weeks to go, so we'll see if it, it gets any, any crazier or that, but yeah. There's another, one other guy, Wandale Robinson out of uh, oh, Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah. Is another guy like would be really fun to see in this offense and probably could be a returner kind of guy. He's an MVS, right? Like he's just a stretch field, like burner, throw it down. First, I didn't need a lot of speed. Um, So, yeah, I I don't hate that. Hate that idea. I'll be interested to see what they do from a a receiver perspective. It's going to be really fun. So, all right, boys. Well, that was fun. Um, I don't know. We have anything else to cover here as we wrap up? Any other topics? Did we miss anything? Um, but you know, mm-hmm. heading into a fun time, Mitch. Our Wednesday streak is over next week because the Bucks are playing Wednesday. So you and I will have to talk on another another day next week. That's a that is a bummer. Um, it's over. Um, it's been a been a good run. Shannon will hopefully yeah. see you around in the in the DJ circuit. Um, you know, yeah, plan plan to make a broadhouse stop, you know, whenever I can. If oh yeah, so I'm down there, I'll, I'll definitely be out. And okay, try to, yeah, try to no. it, man. That was a good time. No, yeah, and I I do I do want to kind of throw a party. I don't know what it would look like. I think what you said about the dates, my schedule is crazy. I don't think I could throw something Friday without talking to them and be like, hey, I guess I'd have a week. I could maybe pull it off, but maybe an impromptu. Let everybody know we'll be there. See what happens. Um, and if we get like nobody, that's great. But if we get a couple people, that'd be awesome. And yeah, I would I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah, definitely on the table for Friday next week, 7 30. So that's an open invite to anybody. We'll be at the Broad House, 7 30. I will be there. Can't make any promises about the noon on Sunday. Um, but that's that's tough. 2 30, I'd be like in noon, kind of tough. It's like also, but if you're going to go out Friday night because the Bucks are playing, maybe you don't go out Saturday night and then you can go into Sunday, just have yourself a Sunday. I'm not a big Sunday fun day guy. It's never, never really been my thing. I, I felt like I'm of the belief that Sunday fun days are one of the more overrated things when you have like, when you're working eight to five, like I just, I don't, I don't see the point of them. Now you Shannon being, a, being, mm-hmm. having DJ friends and stuff like that, like, feel like Sunday fun days are like part of DJ life, right? Like that's like a huge, like Sundays are, uh, are just a party. Yeah. Party. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, obviously when the weather gets better, you have kind of like that core area of your, you know, your harp and your Trinity and Lotus late. Now white tail does a Sunday. So yeah. I mean, especially if there's something going on early, like 
you got people going out and getting brunch and, you know, doing that. And, and then you got, you know, whatever it is, a game, Bucks game, Brewers game. When that weather gets, when that weather gets warm, Sundays, Sundays are different in Milwaukee. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you a Sunday guy? Uh, I mean, I used to be. It's tough when you live in the burbs. Um, when I, when I lived on the east side and I could fall out of bed and go get brunch somewhere. Um, yep. Well, you have a couple. next thing you know it's seven o'clock and you're like i gotta go to i gotta um yeah not so much anymore if uh, anything like that's the that's the good thing about sundays is like you can if you do it right you go out you get brunch you get a bloody you booze up for a little bit and then you're home by like six or seven o'clock and you have some time to get your shit together before bed and then if you didn't go too hard, your Mondays aren't too bad. But I mean, that's, I think that's the best thing about them is you're you're home at an early hour and don't have to deal with the night shit. Yeah, absolutely. All right, boys. Well, this was fun. Uh, take care yeah, of yourself. Thanks, Shannon. Yeah, thanks congrats, for having me. Of course. Congrats again. At- the first time I ever won a bracket. I yeah, won two. And, I won two this and year. And you used the same bracket, right. right? On both of them. I did. Yeah. Yeah. What was your oh, prize from the bar you wanted from? I don't know if you want to shout. Uh, yeah, it was brothers. It's uh, it's a gift card. I don't know how much. Um, it's for nice, but yeah. Well, you might just have to buy a ton of fish bowls and see how many <laughs> fish bowls you can put down at your, at your at your old age. I was wondering if it was like a brothers specific gift card or oh. just like a random Visa one. So I'm like, damn, I don't know if I on a at a day off if I'd be able to spend that, but if I. If it is that, I'll make sure uh, you guys are inviting. We'll uh, we'll tear it up. Absolutely, I'm in. All right, take care. We'll be back tomorrow with Daily Tap. Do tail of the tape with Bulls Bucks. Um, we'll talk about the Brewers opening day and anything else. Maybe. Oh, I gotta tell my notary story for Chuck's Corner. That's an all timer. Um, so we'll we'll stay tuned. I've I'm at war with the notary. It's fine. Um, but that we'll talk about that tomorrow. All right, see you, Bells. Take care, everybody. Take care. Peace.